This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz prepares to end his 30-year career in 30 days. An Air Force disaster recovery response team is on its way to Guam. And the VA is pulling the mask off of certain mandates. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Border Patrol's top official has decided it's time to retire, and it's not the first time Raul Ortiz has tried to hang up his hat. He first submitted his retirement paperwork two years ago, after more than 30 years as a Border Patrol agent. But Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas persuaded Ortiz to stick around for a while longer as chief of the Border Patrol. DHS has yet to say who will replace Ortiz. His last day on the job will be June 30th. Lawmakers are pressing the White House to fill a key cyber position. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. It's been more than three months since former National Cyber Director Chris Inglis stepped down. Now, calls are growing for President Biden to nominate acting National Cyber Director Kemba Walden to serve as the permanent director. In a letter to the president last week, House Homeland Security Committee ranking member Benny Thompson and dozens of his colleagues urged Biden to pick Walden for the role. Leaders of the Cyberspace Solarium Commission have also recommended Biden choose Walden. Prior to her role at the White House, Walden had served in both the public and private sectors, including as an attorney at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency and as Assistant General Counsel in Microsoft's Digital Crimes Unit. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs is relaxing masking requirements at its medical facilities. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The VA says its facilities will no longer universally require masks in most clinical areas. VA employees, veterans, and visitors will still need to mask up in high-risk areas, such as patients receiving transplants, dialysis, and chemotherapy. The VA will also require masks for individuals with a suspected or confirmed COVID-19 infection or other viral respiratory infection. A veteran patient or their family members may also request VA medical personnel to wear a mask when providing care to that patient. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Chief human capital officers may get a little more say in upcoming workforce policies. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. Personnel office hours with the Office of Personnel Management aim to let the agency human capital leaders offer feedback earlier for policy changes. The office hours have already let Chico's give input on OPM's proposals for a 10-year term appointment and paid internship guidance, just to name a few. OPM says feedback about the office hours was positive from both ends, and the agency plans to continue regularly scheduling time to get feedback from Chico's throughout 2023. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Air Force is ready to expand its Cloud One capabilities. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The Air Force is kicking off its research for the next version of its Cloud One platform called Cloud One Next. The service released three requests for information earlier this month seeking industry feedback on an assortment of capabilities. One RFI is for expertise in application and data modernization migration. Another is focused on cloud resellers. And a third RFI is asking for managed services to take over, expand, operate, and continuously improve Cloud One. 
The Air Forces will hold industry days for each of the RFIs in early June, and responses are due by mid-June. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. An Air Force disaster recovery response team will make its way to Guam to assess damage in the wake of Category 4 Typhoon Mawar that damaged infrastructure on the island last week. The Air Force team works to recover and rebuild after natural disasters. They also provide strategic construction management to help installations recover from disasters and help make the infrastructure more resilient. The typhoon's 140-mile-an-hour winds knocked out utilities and damaged buildings. The Defense Department's new health record-keeping system is causing recruiting delays for the Air National Guard. It's called MHS Genesis, and it manages the comprehensive records on the health history of service members. Air National Guard Director Lieutenant General Michael Lowe says the record-keeping system means it takes 30 to 60 days longer to process new recruits. He says his service is still recovering from the challenges of trying to recruit during the COVID pandemic, and now it takes about 90 days to get a new recruit through all the necessary screenings. The American Federation of Government Employees is reiterating that federal employees working remotely should maintain their union eligibility. The challenge recently arose for some employees at the Environmental Protection Agency. Due to an upcoming change in duty station, membership eligibility came into question for a handful of remote workers across multiple EPA facilities. AFGE and EPA management agreed to postpone the employees pending removal from the bargaining unit and instead scheduled a union election. The affected bargaining unit members earlier this month voted to keep their union membership status with AFGE. The Government Accountability Office swats away a contractor's challenge over a multi-billion dollar intelligence deal. Booz Allen Hamilton had protested the National Security Agency's decision to award a potential five-year contract for network and exploitation analyst services to CACI. Booz Allen alleged the NSA misevaluated the proposals and made an unreasonable source selection. But GAO denied those arguments, finding no basis to question the agency's decision. GAO documents show that CACI's cost estimate was $2.4 billion, while Booz Allen's was $2.7 billion. The Office of Management and Budget is planning to launch a series of pilot programs starting this summer around creating a federal program inventory. OMB says the pilot will lead to full implementation by 2025. The Digital Accountability and Transparency Act and the Program Management Improvement Accountability Act both direct OMB to require agencies to create a federal program inventory that provides complete, comparable, and useful information. The pilot is one of a handful of efforts by OMB to close 44 open priority recommendations by the Government Accountability Office. GAO has been releasing updates to every agency's open priority recommendations over the last few weeks. The State Department is outlining its vision for international relations in outer space. The department is releasing its first-ever Strategic Framework for Space Diplomacy. The document focuses on establishing international cooperation in mutually beneficial space activities and setting commitments from other countries not to launch anti-satellite missile tests. The strategy also focuses in part on empowering the State Department workforce to better understand policy matters that impact space diplomacy. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, May 31st, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 